Hi, it's Sarah Kaplan. This limited series podcast is from GATE Audio. GATE stands for the Institute for Gender and the Economy at the University of Toronto's Rotman School of Management, and I'm GATE's director. Our goal is to engage current and future leaders in rich conversations around inequities in our society and how we might address them. In this podcast series, one of GATE's MBA fellows, Nargis Premji, explores the different ways that people cover and uncover their identities at work. Through research, interviews, first-hand accounts, and rich storytelling, Nargis ventures into the world of covering, why it happens, and what employers can do to make workplaces more inclusive. You'll be moved and inspired by her deeply personal take on the issues, as was I. So up next, listen to what Nargis has to say. Welcome to Covering in the Workplace, a podcast from the Institute of Gender and the Economy, or GATE. I'm Nargis Premji. In each episode, I will be interviewing one individual on how they have covered in the workplace, or perhaps never felt the need to do so. Today we are joined by Osama Iqbal Ahmed. He is a graduate of the University of Toronto's Rotman Commerce Program, and now works in Ontario Wealth Management Corporation. His story of covering in the workplace is about his religion. Osama, thank you for joining us today. My story starts uh, a bit earlier than, than most. Um, I grew up um, in the Middle East and uh, I've always been uh, imbibed uh, in myself through my parents, uh, you know, religious values, etc. So after coming to Canada, especially a country that, a country that you know, uh, celebrates diversity and, uh, you know, in all forms, uh, it's been very easy to uncover in all aspects, whether it be in university or, or in the workplace. Um, I've never had the, f- I've never felt the need to, to cover up myself, um, even from the very first day, uh, uh, as far as work is concerned. Uh, I remember, if I can just share a small anecdote with you. Sure. Um, uh, so I, I come into work and uh, um, I'm working and it's suddenly it's time for prayer and I look at my mobile which informs me it's time for prayer so uh, I'm a bit ambivalent I don't know what to do I mean like uh, you know this uh, the entire office is just teeming with noise etc and uh, you know I have lots of work to get done on this first day um, and, and, and I'm sort of like you know internally battling with myself do I just get up close the door and start praying or like you know what if my boss walks in it's going to be awkward etc mm-hmm. so I just said like you know forget it let me just like you know um uh, let, let me just obey whatever I've you know um, grown up with. So what I did was I took out a sticky note. I wrote, uh, "Praying, please do not disturb," and I put it out uh, on my uh, translucent door, uh, not even opaque, translucent. <laughs> and then I put it outside. And then I, and uh, and funny enough, my cabin is actually uh, right in front of the main printer of the office, so everyone it's a busy spot for, for mm-hmm. in the office. Um, after having closed the door, I start praying, and um, you know people start you know uh, observing. I can hear the rustling noise, you know people whispering, etc. And then I think uh, I come in the next day in the morning and I see a uh, one of my colleagues actually printing out a uh, A4 paper saying, praying, please do not disturb. And she sticks it on top of my door. And mm-hmm. uh, that really touched me because um, I found out that that workplace especially is, is a place of uh, welcoming diversity. And uh, they really don't have the... The, the, the need uh, for people to cover in that workplace. So, you know, from the very first day after that uh, moment of, you know, revelation that the office environment is so welcoming, you know, I never had the need to uh, uncover. I was always open to talk about my my background, my values, um, and it's always been appreciated and celebrated. Um, and especially in a country like this where, you know, uh, diversity is our strength. So, you know, it's it's always been, it's always been, um, a welcoming environment, both in the workplace and uh, everywhere else I've been. That's uh, that's a very nice story, and uh, it's very nice of her to to have done that. Yeah. Um. So, have you faced any 
professional challenges. Uh, I know you mentioned that the prayer wasn't really a problem, but is there anything else? Uh, maybe it's part of your religious identity that you have to do at work, and uh, are there any other challenges you faced? Um, sure. So um, uh, one of the things in my uh, in my workplace is uh, I have to do a lot of client meetings. <laughs> so go out and meet with clients. You know, mm-hmm. have uh, you know, over dinner you discuss, uh, or over lunch you have uh, uh, meetings, etc. And there, all, of course, comes a time whereby you have to, you know, the drinks are served, etc. Mm-hmm. So the clients observe that I don't drink. And uh, I make, like, when they ask me, oh, aren't you ordering a beer, etc., I say, listen, like, you know, I'm okay for now, perhaps later. <laughs> in other words, in other words, you just, you know, brush it off. Yeah. But uh, it, it seems awkward to say, oh, I don't drink, or etc. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes when they do insist, you just come out and say, listen, I don't drink. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, and they ask me why. I said, oh, because, like, you know, I've never had alcohol. And, like, you know, my religious values tell me not to stay away from, you know, this any sort of alcoholic drink. Mm-hmm. And, and they're very understanding. So what I like to do, and one of my friends has advised me, is that instead of ordering water every single time when they have beer, just order a Coke. Um, so that's what I do. Like, I usually order, like, you know, like a, a soft drink. And I usually enjoy that. Um, and whenever I go out with my colleagues, etc., like after work, um, you know, they usually order, you know, heavy alcoholic drinks to satisfy them after a long day of work. I order a soft drink, you know, just like, you know, to have a chat with them. So I'm not... Um, uh, trying to imbibe their values, but I'm also trying to stick to my own principles and morals, mm-hmm. and uh, they appreciate that, and they see um, that if a person, you know, continues to stick by what he thinks or what he finds to be true or what he, you know, be- believes in, like you know, they, mm-hmm. they have this uh, subtle respect for you, um, underlying, you know, uh, and they communicate that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've never had a problem, uh, you know, uh, professionally as well. But uh, there have been instances whereby, you know, the very first times these things have happened, the very first time I went out for drinks over the very first time I had to pray and there have been like you know uh, challenges for me but like you know at the end of the day it's, I found out that it's in my hands uh, to see like you know how I set the tone mm-hmm. uh, and how I control the situation and that's been very important to me. About explaining things about yourself and you know your religious beliefs do you you find it um, a bit challenging to always say that no this is my restriction or um, you know, this is something I do differently. Like, is it is it hard to bring that up in conversations? And is it hard that people keep asking you this stuff? It's it's very, very difficult. In fact, um, uh, in fact, uh, uh, it's very difficult to keep on, like, repeating uh, your, your principles and your, uh, your your beliefs. Um, in fact, there was a, just uh, two days ago, I had a big uh, networking event. It was a Christmas party. Um, one of our colleagues had invited us to his company's uh, party. Um, and... Um, and I'd gone there and my boss said, Osama, listen, like, you know, uh, you need to have a drink today uh, because it's been, you've been working hard. It's been a long day. Let's both have drinks. I said, sure, sir. I'm down for a drink. So when we go to the bar, <laughs> I tell the guy, so my, my boss pushes me on first, right? Just in case I don't order a drink. I said, no, sir. Like, uh, I just have to go to the bathroom. I'll come back. So by the time I come back from the bathroom, you know, you already have to drink it. Osama, it's your time to order. I said, sure. Can I please have a regular Coke? <laughs> so, so, I mean, I mean, I'm not lying, but uh, it, it, it kind of gets annoying after a while right. after you keep on explaining to the fact that listen like i can't i can't do this i can't do that yeah. um I, 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 but, but at the end of the day it's what it is um as long as like i feel as if like you know my beliefs are respected as long as i feel um you know um the environment is accommodating i don't mind but um i have faced lots of uh, circumstances whereby people have insisted let's do this let's do that um after having consistently told them that i cannot do it yeah but but it's okay i've never um I haven't found yet, at least in my workplace, um, like silent judging or, uh, you know, undertones of, you know, uh, negativity, etc. towards myself. Um, 
and that's reflected off, um, I guess, um, you know, you working hard and you, you know, working towards like making the company better, etc. Um, you know, they, they see that like, you know, um, if the person is hardworking, if the person is, um, you know, focused, etc., then they sort of go easy on uh, on you. But I, I don't mm. think one should compensate the other. Um, I right. yeah, exactly it shouldn't be a, a thing. I think everyone, every workplace should be accommodating. Every workplace should be uh, should be welcoming to to diversity because I firmly believe that uh, diversity is a source of strength for organization, and it does not uh, it only adds to it and not doesn't subtract from it. So generally speaking. What role do you think an organization plays in either keeping people covered or maybe encouraging uncovering? Um, I think the role that an organization plays in um, uh, helping people cover or, or you know maintaining an uncovered uh, sort of environment, uh, I think it's a huge role because an organization is what uh, uh, the values and the tone that sets for its employees is what ultimately decides uh, the success of an organization. Um, I have been, uh, since this is my first job, since uh, I'm, I can say I'm relatively inexperienced because I haven't really hopped around jobs. Um, I think um, my organization, in, in my view, is very successful because it welcomes diversity and it also welcomes people to uncover. Um, and um, as, when employees feel um, that they, they're comfortable in their own skin and they're, they're allowed to express their own true identity, and if that means that they uncover themselves, um, then, um, you know, that's great. Uh, and I think that ultimately, you know, drives the organization forward. Uh, however, if you, um, if an organization, you know, has this policy whereby it wants everyone to be one shade, one color, and, um, you know, unwelcoming to new ideas, new new traits, new policies, um, if it forces uh, people who uh, usually cover, um, i.e. women, uh, let's say, of the Islamic faith who usually cover, and if it forces them, like, you know, no headscarves allowed and all that, like that policy, I think that's just a, a toxic environment. And um, it, it, it really, you know, it, it, it's, it, it makes the employee feel uncomfortable with her own self when she never felt that before joining the organization. And uh, it limits the performance of the employee. That's what I think. Um uh, and, and and in order for the organization to truly develop itself to fully like you know um, express itself in all areas, I think uh, the employee should be empowered, uh, which is very important. Uh, employee empowerment uh, comes as a result of um, being true to oneself and operating in that environment. What would you say is uh, you you've grown up in the Middle East, uh, and I'm not sure if you had the chance to go to a workplace there, um, but. What, what do you think is, how is it different to be Muslim in a Canadian workplace versus, you know, Muslim in a Middle Eastern workplace? Sure. So uh, I, um, uh, like you mentioned, I worked in the, um, I, I did an internship in the Middle East. Uh, in that company, I did a, a four-month internship as a, um, as a trade analyst um, and as a risk and trade analyst. And uh, in that company, um, it, it was much easier to express your identity. Um, everyone over there was uh, was of a certain faith. Um, and even if they weren't, I mean, uh, and I mean, I saw a lot of people that weren't of a certain faith. They were of different backgrounds, different shades, different colors. Um, uh, as far as the Islamic faith is concerned, uh, a lot of like a majority of them were Muslim. So when it came time for prayer, everyone just left their work and went and prayed together. Um, it's not something you see here um, uh, in the Canadian workforce, but uh, um, it was certainly you know um, uh, it, it was certainly done there because it was just of that background. Like people were of that background. Um, I, I found that like uh, in that company, for example, um, uh, overseas uh, in that sort of environment. Uh, 
I, I didn't really feel different because uh, everyone was of a certain shade, different color. Um, you don't really see the uh, the effects of that diversity or that welcoming thought because um, everyone is of one tone. Um, however, when you uh, when you come here to Canada, you see people have different values, different backgrounds, and that's great uh, because you know that's that's important because it's nice to learn about you know the, the different backgrounds, different values, different cultures, um, and you certainly um, you don't put you don't you don't force your culture, you don't force your values, you don't force your background on anyone, um, but you sort of incorporate it into the larger mesh of things. Um, um, and so certainly, you, you once you do uh, enter into such an environment where there are a lot more cultures, like the picture is bigger than yourself, uh, you sort of understand where you fit in that picture, you sort of uh, understand mo more about yourself uh, and uh, your uniqueness, um, something that you wouldn't have realized if you, you know, stayed in an environment where everyone was the same. Um, so I found, um, I, I found more about myself, I understood more about who I am, uh, what I believe in, mm -hmm. and uh, how I can uh, incorporate into the a larger picture of things um and um honestly it was a revelation it was an it was an amazing experience because uh um i had a great time uh, understanding more about other people uh, as well as myself and um and i found that you know diversity is celebrated and welcomed here um so that's and i felt really empowered in this country uh, especially in the workplace here yeah. um and um, honestly i'm very grateful that like you know uh, when you come to an environment where uh, you you have a different background but it's celebrated i think that's very very um uh, very very uh, empowering mm -hmm. yeah and if i may ask what what do you would you say that you learned about yourself that's a good question. Uh, what, what did I learn about myself? Um, I learned that I wasn't too. Uh, I, I learned that while I was uh, somewhat different uh, based on my background or where I've come from, um, I learned that um, I've had similar experiences uh, growing up um, with other people. I've I've learned that uh, my colleagues, my friends, uh, the uh, people who have befriended here, people who have made uh, you know contacts with, I found that they didn't have a, like you know a different childhood than mine. I watched the same cartoons as them. I watched, I had the same experiences, you know, played the same sports as them. So I wasn't really like, you know, too different from them. But then again, the, uh, the experiences you've had where you've lived, uh, where you've worked, um, all these sort of uh, diverse sort of thoughts that you you can bring to the table, this is what differentiates you. Um, I think under, um, um, at a certain base, I feel like a lot of people, like almost everyone is the same. But as you um, as you sort of um, envelope yourself with experiences, as you envelope yourself with um, uh, um, w with these thoughts and ideas, uh, you can really like you know uh, enhance a conversation and improve a conversation um, and a discussion. Um, and I've certainly found that to be true in, in a university setting. Um, I've also learned that. Um, you know, uh, I've, I've learned about respect, uh, about respecting other people. Uh, I've learned about um, more about diversity and how that empowers people and how that's uh, it's, it's a reason to move forward and not backward. Um, I've learned to appreciate and be grateful for things that I've found out that other people might not necessarily possess. Mm -hmm. um, I found... Um, uh, I, I found that education is very important uh, mm -hmm. because um, having come here, I've noted how little I know and how there's mm -hmm. so much there is still to know. So I found that, you know, especially in the university environment um, where you are uh, just, you know, uh, among people of 
various thoughts, various backgrounds, and various interests. I found that there's so many interests out there. And um, honestly, when growing up, like I had, let's say, like you know, two or three interests. But I found out, like you know, people have uh, you know these important topics. For example, social justice, um, racism, um, uh, empowerment, uh, female empowerment, feminism. All these, uh, all these ideas were you know foreign to me. Uh, so I found out, like you know, how important it is in this environment and uh, in the world we're living in today. Um, and I've just come to appreciate that and uh, learn more about it and and voice it as well. Um, so I, I found a voice within myself, um, and uh, and I'm able to communicate that with the experiences that I've you know gathered so far, uh, having lived here for five or six years. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned education uh, and educating you know yourself about all of these. How have you gone about educating yourself? Uh, what's that process been like? The, the process I've uh, um, taken to educate myself is um, by just being out there uh, in university. University was a huge revelatory experience for me because I was always part of student clubs. I was always part of um, you know group discussions on campus and uh, debate clubs. Um, the the way that I found that I've educated myself the most uh, over these years is to listen, uh, because if I just speak, I will only be regurgitating what I know. Um, by listening, I, I I hear new ideas, and I sort of try to process them and understand and reflect on them, and then sort of you know give my take on what I think. Um, I feel is like what my opinion is. Um, so primarily, I've listened um, and I've listened well over the four over, over these four years. Uh, I've made sure to um, uh, you know not to limit myself to maybe one thought, but to, you know go out there and listen to every perspective, whether it be on religion, on on gender, on 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 any sort of politics, on any sort of uh, topic. I've made sure to incorporate all perspectives and reflect on them and understand them and process them um, and read more about them. So I have read um, various literatures in university as part of my courses as part of independent reading i have um, you know gone to st student lectures i've gone to university lectures uh, guests professors have come and talked about certain topics um uh, uh, student clubs uh, being involved in uh, discuss important discussions around campus how to improve student life um, you know how to incorporate a more diverse sort of uh, perspective into the way student clubs you know operate um, all these um, experiences have allowed me to um, you know uh, fine-tune myself in the discussions you know of today of what's the current discussions of what's happening today and imbibe all these perspectives um, you know that people have to bring and it's honestly like very uh, awe-inspiring to see like you know uh, how you know three people can come to a room and all three of them have different perspective on it so it's amazing to see you know um, the various perspectives that are out there um, so you know um, you know for now I can at least say like you know I'm still like a student still learning about all these topics and uh, you know the world is always moving it's always rotating and, and it's always like you know there's always new topics out there so it's always exciting it's a it's a journey of learning as I say yeah no um, I'm very glad that you're taking this upon yourself uh, to educate yourself because like I agree that it is our responsibility um, as you know as immigrants here and like uh, to educate ourselves on the di the different diverse populations because we are part of uh, them uh, this group and you know if we expect them to know about us we should do the same. Uh, is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to share about covering in the workplace? Um, I, I think you you've asked some important questions with regards to covering the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the thing is uh, the the one thing that uh, I, I want to say was um, uh, as as far as um, covering is concerned is 
um, how the organization, um, if you are, so two perspectives. One is uh, from the perspective of, you know, um, you being in a position um, as an immigrant, uh, like you mentioned, for new immigrants who have come into the country um, and who are still coming into the country to encourage them and to um, communicate to them that it's okay to be able to um, you know, reflect uh, who you are and to communicate who you are uh, in a way that makes you comfortable and not necessarily to you know force yourself upon anyone else, force your beliefs upon anyone else, but but to just you know be respectful of others. I think when I came to this country, I didn't know that or no one had informed me. <clears throat> and I, I sort of learned that the hard way. Um, when I came in, I was very staunch on what I believed in, etc. And I wasn't really open to many um, uh, uh, many perspectives mm-hmm. um, and I learned that the hard way I, I, I lost some good friends over that uh, over that uh, problem but as as I went through you know um, uh, went through the years uh, I found out that like you know you know life is bigger than what you think it is um, there's just so much out there right now um, and uh, so many perspectives and it's important to respect them even if you disagree with them I think it's important that we must maintain a respectful environment so that everyone's voice is heard uh, which is very important um, and that's what I firmly believe in um, and that includes your voice as well uh, so it's important not to hold back but it's also important to make sure others have a chance to speak and, and voice their opinion um, so as far as like new immigrants are concerned in the workplace, um, there is just so much out there. People are very welcoming and you have your rights to be able to practice uh, what you believe in. And uh, it is uh, important for an organization to be able to accommodate and host an environment that you feel comfortable in uncovering uh, yourself. Um, so um, I think um, only if you do so, only and, and if you are in an environment where you are constricted and you're unable to communicate yourself, I think it's important to, you know, uh, have that open, safe space where you can communicate this to your organization that, like, listen, uh, I would like to contribute more, but I'm unable to because these are the restrictions that are placed upon me. Mm-hmm. Um, so going from that uh, sort of... Um, process from covering to uncovering, I think um, uh, a safe space should be um, uh, hosted by every organization and um, and every employee should be empowered such that they are able to, you know, operate in a way that makes them comfortable in their own skin. Thank not you. Yeah, and not in a way that constricts them. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank Osama. you. Mary. I really, really appreciate you coming in uh, on a Saturday morning. <laughs> for Thank this. you. It's always my pleasure. This podcast is brought to you by the Institute for Gender and the Economy at the University of Toronto's Rotman School of Management. To listen to our other limited series podcasts, check out the Gate Audio channel on Apple Podcasts or the Gate Audio playlist on Spotify. For additional myth-busting research and game-changing guidance, please visit gendereconomy.org. And thanks for listening.